0: Welcome into Baltimore Sports today for Tuesday, November 7th, 2017. This is episode 419. I'm Zach Wilt from BaltimoreSportsReport.com, joined as always by my good pal, Jabby Burns.
1: How have you been, Jabby Burns? I am so happy to be back, Zach. I know this is going to sound odd to you, but there's actually people that reach out to me in my private life and also on all the social media platforms that um, I exist on, which... Thank God I'm not on Snapchat, Zach. That could get the kids <laughs> crazy all over. And I'm not swiping right or left. I'm not doing that either. I'm very, very happily married with Miss Burns and, and the fam. But Zach, people say all the time, is is, is what's up? Are you guys? Are you and Zach like? What's it warms happening? my heart to hear that. It's great, yeah. Because... No, Zach, Zach and I couldn't be closer. He's he just finished one just spectacular uh, new exhibit. I don't know what we would call it, Zach, down at uh, Disney, which you basically spearheaded. It sounds like. I mean, the way that you were putting in the hours there. Then you're jet setting off to Paris, and like I said before the show, most people say they ju- they just went to Scotland. Like people say they go to Scottsdale. Very rarely do they <laughs> say they're going to Scotland, and then they're just going to head over to Paris real quick, right? We go to we go to Fredericksburg here, Zach. That's how that kind of works here. But uh, no, it's glad to be back. And this, you know, this Zach, and I said this to you before. My favorite part of the baseball season, outside of the actual games being played on the field, is the hot of all the stoves that happen and all the stuff that goes on and uh, let me be the first to say congratulations, one Trey Mancini. If it wasn't for Aaron Judge, yeah. you, would be, you would be the Rookie of the Year. Yeah,
0: yeah. congratulations. He's he's a top three uh, finalist for Rookie of the Year. So uh, that in and of itself is uh, worth mentioning, I think. And yeah, if not for Aaron Judge, uh, we probably won't pay a ton of attention to this. Um, he joins uh, Andrew Benatendi, but Aaron Judge, I think uh, for sure the clear favorite to be the AL Rookie of the Year. But cool to see an Oriole you know among the top three in in any of these awards oh yeah uh, so that's, that's especially this year awesome. yeah especially this.
1: I year. mean really seriously I mean we were talking about Manny being there and I think we either you or I picked him to win the MVP this year
0: I did um, I don't know I, I can't he, remember if you did I definitely did
1: I don't think I did th- I think I had Altuve this year but I think that um I had Manny last year in the past and really if you thought about it in August, when he got really, really red hot during that time there, we were getting to that point where it was like, well, Manny goes on a heater. This team makes the playoffs. And at that time, the Lastros have, you know, can't call them the Lastros anymore, Zach. Um, yeah. We're kind of cooling off a little bit and the Dodgers are on fire. But uh, no, I, it's great. A great for Trey, a guy that had just continues to every level, Zach, every level from Notre Dame to single A, double A triple it went through all of the places and raked it every single level and it shows you that guys like that that work hard aren't the top pick in the draft guys that will actually go to college he's like a one percenter when it comes to baseball guys zach at that point to be able to go and, and get your actual degree from college as a baseball player that just you know it's great it's great to see and what a guy starting a guy that we thought was going to play little dh maybe play some first man basically became the left field that the Orioles have been looking for since i don't know about, yeah. since how, who knows when they played, last time played
0: 147 played. games for the Orioles last year? So, uh, hit 293, 338 on base for uh, 88 slugging, 24 dingers, 78 RBI. Really good year and uh, and deserves to be in the top three. So, that that news came out right before we we sat down to uh, yes, to chat. Speaking also, of which, I, we haven't yeah. talked in a while, and, and I want to ask you, I, I was, I was uh, in Europe during the conclusion of one of the best World Series, mm. um, that, that uh, I think I think you and I can agree, one of the best yeah. series. Since, you know, I've been following baseball my whole life. One of the best in in my recent memory. I don't know if I would have had the same opinion had the Dodgers ended up on the winning end of that. I was really invested in and pulling for the Astros. You're not a big Dodger guy. This is well documented on the program. I I never want the team with the biggest payroll to win the World Series. I I never want that. But I also do really admire and like the Astros so I was happy with the outcome but what did you think I mean you're a huge sports fan I'm sure mm-hmm. you watched uh you know as much of it as you possibly could so your your thoughts on on how it all went down
1: well I always say this and I know it's the baseball in me the World Series is still to me number 1 when it comes to the finals I think the uh, NHL finals is right there as well for me those are they just the World Series there's so many t- plots and turns it doesn't matter who's in it two things one are we always going to say it's the best one every year <laughs> for some reason? Because we remember last year, last I time know. I checked, the Cubs and Indians was a pretty damn good it series. It was really good. Year. Those are bo- those two were both really good series. Yes, and I, I even think the Kansas City, San Francisco, as much as it wasn't great for our, you know, happened on us, that was a really good series. Um, you know, even with, who did the Mets play? Did the Mets make the World Series the last years year? They... No. No, they lost to...
0: No, the Mets made the World Series. Yeah, they lost to the Royals, right?
1: Lost to the Royals. That's what it was. So the Royals. That was the year the Royals won. Bob Gardner did the Royals dirty in '14, which is great. Um, but no, I really do. Here, here's the reason why I think it was great is because you had two different plays. you had two different ballparks, you had two different um, teams from two different payrolls, as you as you pointed out. You had a team that basically did everything through the draft to get what the players that you saw that stood out for them on the on the diamond. Let, let me think about it you had Altuve, you had Correa, you had Springer, you had Bregman who should be an Oriole. You have all these guys on this team and then you added Justin Verlander. And I think the interesting part about that is this. If the if the Astros hadn't hadn't uh, or if they actually traded for Britton and made that deal that I wish going back we would have done and somebody that asked me this weekend where would Bregman play for the Orioles? I would say wherever he wants to play. Thank <laughs> you. I, I wherever he would like to play. That guy can play anywhere. Um, if they make that trade, I'm not sure so certain that they get Justin Verlander. Hence, I'm not sure so certain that they win the World Series because right. he, he he basically dominated the ALCS. He was very good, even the game that he lost in the World Series. I thought it was a great World Series because you had two things. You had two extra inning, just slugfest softball type things, like you were in Howard County. But then again, you had some of those. I mean, that first game was what, two hours and 20 minutes? I mean, yeah. it was like Maddox and, you know, Maddox against, you know, Glavin back in the day. Like, it was just fantastic pitching. Um, I think that for me, it was a great World Series. It shows what what the postseason and what the World Series is all about. Zach, it's not about being hit. Everybody talks about getting hot late. That's more football. That's more in the in the mindset of even sometimes hockey and, and obviously in college basketball. It's more about the best team over seven games usually comes out on top. And those teams couldn't have been any closer when it comes to wins, couldn't have been any closer when it comes to up and down the lineup and everything. And I'm happy the Astros won. I'm happy for the, the city of Houston. And um, I really don't have any animosity towards the Dodgers per se, but I'm happy the Astros won. I was definitely pulling from that. I might have won a little bit of cash. Hmm. Nice. Nice. Yep. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I was definitely pulling, pulling for the
0: Astros. Like the way that team's built. Uh, yeah. I I got to produce. You mean a, the through uh, the draft and stuff. Through the through the draft. Yeah. Uh, and I know that I mean, the thing about Houston is it is a it is a large market. Um, and yeah. they have a small market team. And I think North there's mark, been kind of the a biggest market. It it uh it's right up there. I mean, that yeah. sounds right. It's a huge market, and I think. That um you know that that there has been some criticism of of the fact that they are not humongous spenders, uh and I think that you know had they not won or if they were in a a different scenario, you know if this were a few years down the road uh and they had to start spending big on free agents, I think that they would have done that, but they built this team as a young team where you know young players you know, the fact of the matter is they don't make as much as uh, veteran players, so that's always been my uh, kind of defense of of the Astros. But um, I was uh, fortunate enough; I, I got to work alongside in my in my radio days somebody who now works in the Astros organization. So okay. really special to uh, to get to see uh, somebody kind of move on and and yeah. you know, win the ultimate prize, and that was that was a big part of the reason why. Uh, I was a huge fan of, of seeing the Astros win it all. So, yeah, I unfortunately of... didn't get to see game seven. Mm-hmm. I got all the yeah. notifications while I was uh, yes. asleep in uh, a different part of the world.
1: But <laughs> you um, know what? Game seven and all of them, I actually went to bed because I that game six took, I I, I mean, I'm sorry, game five took like just basically years off no, of my that life. That game
0: was that insanity. Sunday night totally was insane. So
1: I was overserved. It was a long <laughs> night, and I stayed up till 1. I remember it was like 1.43 when finally Bregman popped it into left center, and I was watching Fisher come around, by the way, and I'm like, oh, my God, better score, better score, better <laughs> score. Okay, good. Because you knew even with the three-run – it didn't matter in that game. Three-run leads, two-run leads, didn't matter. Ball was flying all over the place. Um, and I'd I say this. The, the Astros have a lot of guys outside of Gurriel's antics, which I think is obviously terrible, but sure, whatever.
0: it is. Yeah.
1: Um. They have guys on that team you could root for. And from what I heard from our boy Nate, he loves uh, the manager a lot. Like he talks about him like just being one of those guys and he was – couldn't have been happier for – is it Hinch, A.J. Hinch? Yep, A.J. Hinch. He says he's just a great, great dude, great with the players, and you could tell – you know, just one of those guys that sits on the bench, doesn't make it all about him, lets his players do what they do. And um no, I'm stoked. And they're by the way, they're not going anywhere. I mean no, no. <laughs> Verlander or not next year, they still got plenty of guys within that pipeline within the prospects that they have. Um and that offense is only gonna get better. Correa was out for many, many many parts of that year. And I keep telling you that this this kid Bregman is just he was a stud in that series. If it wasn't for Springer's bombs, I think Bregman would have been up there for the MVP too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. They do need to get a closer though, because Ken Giles should not be coming out of their bullpen.
0: <laughs> I'm with you. I, I agree. Um, but man, fun fun series. Really, uh, really yeah. good ending to uh, to the the season, and nice to see a team that I, I could pull for. Uh, yeah. Win it. I mean, I was pulling for the Cubs last year too, but um, I don't yes, know, different scenario. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's fine as long as the Yankees didn't get by the. I mean, I was happy that Houston got by the Yankees to start with because I think the Yankees were a little. I think they pushed themselves a little bit too quickly. Um, I think a lot of people are expecting them to just be this juggernaut next year. I would like to pump the brakes on that. I understand Aaron Judge is good, and I understand, you know, Sanchez is good, but stop telling me about Judge all these young players.
0: I, I'm, I'm still yeah. not completely on board. I mean, he's he is it's... a different type of player than what a star player is in baseball, and maybe the, that's that's the game changing. Um, maybe it was you know a a, a good year for a guy that uh, might decline next year. I, I'm not nice completely convinced. Yeah, yeah, and and look, he's going to play there half the year. He's going to get eighty-one games there, so I, I get it. But those numbers just—you know—we have a, a Facebook uh, Baltimore Sports Report Facebook group, and I, I wrote a little bit about Judge during the playoffs. Just that I'm I'm a little confused about you know I, there's a the numbers are good, I get it, but I, I don't see, I don't know. It's different from uh, from the way most stars are in baseball, right? I mean, there's there's just a lot. I, I could see it going in a different direction
1: next year. Would yeah. you rather have sure. Springer or Judge?
0: Oh, man, that's tough. Um, I mean, it's easy for me to say Springer now, right, after seeing No,
1: it. but I'm saying that you <laughs> you can look at it both pretty good. I mean, Judge has shown himself to be a much better outfielder than maybe you know he could be. I mean, he's made some nice catches. He seems to – he gets it. He's got a lot of holes in his swing, obviously. Um, you know, Springer has power. Springer is, I think, a better outfielder, um, better base runner. Um but yeah, I, I'm just saying it's not one of these things where it's a slam dunk, you're gonna say And I've seen more from
0: Springer too, right? I mean yes. I've seen Yep. You know, I know he played hundred and forty games
1: it. this year, but yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. I think most people would answer that with with by clearly saying Judge right now. Yeah. But I want to see it again next year before I'm. I totally think that he's a star because I, I could see it being uh, a a you know regression Chris Davis year or a Mark oh. Trumbo year. Oh. Uh, oh.
1: Just I, I can only hope
0: we, we see we see yeah, this. This happens.
1: Chris Davis did hit fifty something homers last time I checked. Right? He Nobody did. did. Hit that one. Yeah, yeah so sure did. That that can happen, and he did strike out 250 times this. <laughs> um, the other thing that happened, Zach, in in that series, or it, because of that series, and whether it was the Astros did it or whether it was um, any other reasons, how funny is it that the two teams from the AL East fired their managers? They made the playoffs. Yeah. The other the other teams in the division and listen Kevin Cash should not go anywhere with what he did with Tampa Bay I think he's gonna really I really like Kevin Cash down there I think that's that's gonna work out for them they're just gonna be the same team over and over and I'll take Alex Cobb if they don't need him um and you know Gibbons finds his way back and of course Bucks back on a one basically a hanging old fashioned one year deal um, left as this Orioles. Whole team is almost kind of on a one year deal. Uh, what you what you find interesting there in regard? Do you think Girardi's message was just tiring? And, and I think the Farrell thing is all up there. I think Farrell's a terrible manager, anyways. Farrell, I get. Farrell, yeah. I get. Girardi definitely caught me off guard and continues to catch me off
0: guard. I think Girardi, uh, I think he's a really good manager. I mean, it's it's um, you know, I, I think yeah. I think he deserves a lot of credit, uh, especially the last couple years. You know. Yep. Um, so that one, that one really threw me off guard. I feel like there's more to that story than we've heard. Um, Cash has got some juice. I'm really surprised to, was really surprised to see that. Um, yep. especially cause you know, I think we thought that the Yankees were going to be decent this year, but I think they definitely exceeded expectations. I mean, wouldn't you, you agree, right? You know, that's what you oh, were yeah. saying. So that one, that one really threw me off. Um, and I, I, you know, i Think that uh, I I don't know where a, a good fit for him will be. I, I think you know Washington seemed all over it, and then of course you know they, they, don't pay, they won't pay managers. They don't they pay, pay managers, general, right? They pay so. their general manager. <laughs> yeah, and, right. And, right. and
1: Boris is basically their manager. <laughs> right. so might well their, their, their <laughs> and their, their
0: GM. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. That was that one really surprised me, and I I don't know that I, I'm I'm kind of shocked that uh, that that. You know he's he's without a job. What did what did
1: you think? Well, my thought is now when I think it was today, Cashman had some comments. They finally commented on the whole thing because it was really weird. It was like unless you follow all the New York writers like I do because I'm a nerd, um, I wouldn't even have thought twice that he wasn't going to come back. Right? Yeah, I feel like he did more too. with less. And it's even coming from the Yankees, but more with less with what they did there. That's why I keep thinking everybody keeps telling me about this juggernaut. They're coming back. They're not that young, right? They're not. I mean, their pitching staff's 100. Uh, their closers to arms are going to fall off. But Tantzis wants out of there as quickly as possible. And outside of Sanchez, and if you want to call D.D. Gregorius young, okay. I mean, maybe by age, but based on miles that he already has on him, he's not young. Castro's not young. Henley's 100. Um, You know what I mean? So it's not like these – and they still have Ellsbury's contract over their head. Gardner's – I mean, so this young team that people speak of is two players that they're talking about. That's fine. I don't know that much about their system. But I think it's one of those where Cashman has so much juice now with the Steinbrenners. He didn't get along with – he didn't get along very well with with Girardi. Girardi. I could see that. I don't think Girardi got along with a lot of people. I think that's just kind of the way he is. He's a good manager that just is out there to to win baseball games. It would be interesting to see what they do with this. I found it interesting when Cashman said today he'll let the potential managers – this is the funny part about this. He'll let the potential managers talk to the media. Well, what the hell do you care about a guy who's going to come in for like say Matt Williams comes in and, and I, I'm not I'm just using him as somebody he comes in and and, and he has an interview. Does he want to see how he's going to handle the media? Yeah. Is that kind of what they're thinking? Maybe I mean yeah. it's, it's, it's a strange thing they're going to do because there's really not that many, many many I mean how many times has the Yankees job been open for this long? Right. They usually have this thing in set. There's usually somebody in order coming through the pipeline here. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't see somebody like Dusty. I don't see anything. I think the Dave Martinez thing for the Nats is actually a good hire. It's interesting they're going to lowball him like they do with everybody else. But <laughs> yeah. still, I think he's somebody that's got at least a proven pedigree. Um, and, you know, you heard Rizzo talk about analytics. So I'm wondering to see if Cashman's going to bring in a young guy. Yeah. If it's Brad Osmus, then whatever. I think he's just another extension of Girardi, maybe a younger extension of Girardi. Uh, has to I think, think a think worse manager, there. honestly. Probably. I, I think yeah, a worse tactical is. manager. And I'm not sure he's going to be able to. Ha- if he can't handle Detroit, what's he going to do in New York? Right. Especially now with these expectations. Think about it. They're coming back now off of a one game away from going to the World Series, and now you're going to bring in a new manager with all these quote unquote yeah. studs, young team. I don't think that's an easy, easy job there. Um, Alex core to the to the Red Sox. I would have went with Veritex, but I don't care. I I hope they. Will. I was hoping they brought back Bobby Valentine for God's sakes. <laughs> I don't really give a rat's tail about what they do <laughs> up there, but. Um, you know, it, it, it's an interesting hire there, too. So just interesting, this whole offseason's already started with all these teams that made the playoffs. Three of the teams that made the playoffs fired their manager.
0: Yeah, that's really fascinating to me. Um, I and I understand. even heard
1: Joe Madden's name being mentioned as a possible. I was like, what are wow, you talking that's about? that's a
0: shock. That's a yes. shock. I understand Farrell. I, I get the uh, – I understand the whole the whole Red Sox thing. And and I think – I don't think Farrell was a very good manager. No. I, I did think Girardi got a lot out of uh, – out of his players, and I think it kind of went underappreciated the last couple of years uh, because I think that that the the, the Yankees sort of uh, played over their heads a little bit, which in my opinion is always uh, yep uh, about the manager, right? Yep. So. Uh, I was very surprised to see that, and and I I don't see you know a lot of better options out there, and I kind of wonder you know there was there was this sort of influx of these young managers, right? I mean Brad Osmus was one of those guys. I remember Mike Redmond in Miami kind of being yep. one of those guys, and that sort of didn't really work out, you know. Nope. So I don't you you know is that really the direction that uh, Cashman wants to go in New York? I I don't know. Uh, it seems more. It seems like they don't really have a plan past uh, firing the guy that was in the job. No. So
1: why doesn't Cashman just go ahead and take it for a year and see how easy it is out <laughs> there? That happened in it's Miami. We there. saw that in Miami. Oh, yeah. That worked out really well for yeah, them, didn't it? that's great. Speaking of Miami, I don't know if you saw this, Zach. Your boy wei and Chen decided to <laughs> decline opting out, and he's going to stay and make that big old chunk of money. And for once, he's going to get back at Derek Jeter. Oh, man, that is great news for <laughs> us. Oh. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. That's good news. So and speaking of soap. real quick, Oriole-wise— yeah. Uh, Castillo. You, you posted this on, on the Facebook page there, too, about Castillo declining. Uh, it was a player option it for $7, seven million. Million. Yep. You know what? The catcher position with the Orioles is what it is. We find catchers for some reason. It continues to work out. I'm not Johnny... Jo- Johnny Chance Cisco over here. I'm not waving yeah, I mean, the big flag like, for him, but he's fine. Joseph get some more at bats. It's fine. Um, gets bring somebody else in to compete with them. I mean, who knows at this point? All I know is that we don't have to pay Matt Weeters like 15 million like they're doing down in Washington.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. I, and my thing with Castillo um, that you know I wrote on on Facebook. Which by the way, um, come join our Facebook group. Yes. Facebook.com/groups. kind of lit. Sports Report. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun kind of ongoing conversation there about, uh, you know, many different topics, Baltimore sports. Um, so come join it. But yeah, the, the thing that, that you know, I wrote about Castillo is just that I don't expect Castillo to be back. I sort of understand that the Orioles have more pressing needs, but they need oh, yeah. to address those pressing needs if, if we're going oh, yeah. with to a with a Cisco... Uh, mm-hmm. Joseph combination, right? Which I think is kind of what the Orioles are headed for. And in yeah. my opinion, they need two starting pitchers. Um, so if if they don't sign two good starting pitchers, then yeah, I'm going to be a little pissed that Wellington Castillo is not on the roster because I, I think he was a really good fit uh, in in yeah. Baltimore last year.
1: Uh, those two starting pitchers wouldn't be one Chris Tillman and Wade Miley, correct? No,
0: they would not. I okay. mean, two additional starting okay. pitchers.
1: <laughs> to the guys that, quote, unquote, <laughs> were on the roster last yeah. year, right? Because no. we've talked about it many times. We have Goss, we have Bundy. But outside of those two guys, uh, you can tell me about Castro coming in and filling the rotation. Okay, I'd like to see it in sure. spring training. I'll be down there in S- Soda, uh 99 days from now when the pitchers and catchers report. Um, but... I, I, no no i want three like zach said and hey, listen I, I put yuck when you put up jason vargas and i think so who, who floated that out uh jim duquette jim duquette he's your boy i like jim duquette he um not a big fan of his cousin but i'm a big fan of jim duquette he <laughs> said jason vargas and i kind of wrote yuck and then i kind of went back real quick because that was my first instinct and uh, you know i almost deleted it because like who cares you start no, looking at it it's itch, a good, we a good take i think but <laughs> it's but it's just more or the same, or is it really Jason it Vargas? Now, you guys also, I think Connor posted something about Alex Cobb. And listen, I like me a Cobb salad about as much as the next guy, but I also like me some Alex Cobb. And I think I Alex Cobb like Alex perfect Cobb. fit. a yeah. guy who throws the ball, keeps the ball down, log a lot of innings. I knew he had some injury injuries in the past, but I would be very, very bullish on the Orioles going after one Alex Cobb if he does decline um, that uh, qualifying offer.
0: Yes, uh, I, I am a big fan of Alex Cobb and think that uh, – the Orioles should definitely be uh, pursuing him this offseason. I think he'd be a very good fit. Um, got the experience and the division that, that you look for. Uh, I think would be a, a nice improvement uh, in the starting rotation. I don't, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think that it's going to happen because I think that the uh, the pursuit is going to be pretty heavy for Alex Cobb. Uh, as far as Jason Vargas goes, that seems like uh, exactly the type of guy that That's the an Orioles oriole. would go after. That's such an Oriole. But man, uh I know that he he you know brought his uh fly ball percentage down a little bit yep. last year, but he is a fly ball pitcher and uh ask mm-hmm. ask other guys that are fly ball great, pitchers Miley. how that, how that works <laughs> out in Camden Yards. Uh yeah. not so great. So his not that his great. fly balls were down to 40.4% last year, 48% uh in 2016 and that's just uh, I was gonna say not gonna fly, but I feel like that I That's shouldn't a say bit. not gonna fly. Well,
1: not, not only far. that, even if it doesn't fly out of the ballpark, let's talk about this. And we love Adam Jones more than anybody in any part of the in any part of any podcast. But Adam Jones is only gonna decline as a defensive outfielder in center field. That was already talked about last year. Mark Trumbo still plays right field for the Orioles. Last time I checked, and yep. he is a, what Zach would call a below average defender. That's a nice way of putting on the right it, yes. side. And Trey Mancini, as great as he was, and much props as he deserves, isn't exactly you know Roberto Clemente in left in regards to chasing down balls. He's got a nice arm. He plays the balls pretty well, but he's not getting, he's not taking away outs, right? He's making outs. He's not taking them away. So sure. let's also remember that, regardless if it's out of the park or not, the balls go. I've seen a lot of gappers at uh, one third three thirty three West Camden Street uh, over the past couple of years. So. Let's shore up the pitching staff. I think the offense will be there. I think Scope – I was talking to a buddy and said, I think Scope is could – it's crazy as it sounds. I could have a better year. And and that sounds weird because I don't think that's his career year. I think Scope's going to continue to ascend. I think Manny will come back and have a better year. I'm not the biggest Tim Beckman fan as everybody else is. I think he's one – he's really a liability at shortstop in my opinion. So I think they do need to still go out and – uh, almost kind of like an insurance policy. Like, I wouldn't even mind bringing back J.J. Hardy as an insurance policy, honestly, really? because I don't love Tim Beckman, Tim Beckman in the field. And the Orioles are one of the worst defensive teams that they have had under Buck Showalter last year. Um, so that that's an interesting spot there. I think Chris has got to come back a little bit, has to have a better year than he had before. Yeah. He's, he's looking to work really hard in the offseason with um, – uh, what's our What's our guy? Akuba. Uh, so hopefully they can, you know, get something together, fix some things in his swing because he's a huge, huge part of that. If they can, if they're going to make a run. And let's remember, it's eighteen. There's going to be a lot of things that are going to happen. If if this team's down in the middle of the summer next year, hmm. How often do you start hearing about Manny Machado's name? How often do you start yeah. hearing about Adam's name? How often do you start hearing about hell the manager, the general manager? I mean, everybody's up for so. This is going to be a very, very warm hot stove. I think this um, coming off season because I think if the Orioles are going to go for it, you're going to check it out because, like you said, we're not going to pay pitchers, but maybe they package some people together to get a pitcher.
0: Well, I think because of all those things, uh, because of the the pending huge names uh, that that could depart next off season. Um, it really makes the emphasis on the acquisitions that they make this offseason that much more important. Uh yeah. you know, the, the going with a a Jason Vargas over an Alex Cobb is just it's not gonna cut it and what it what it will end up doing uh is making them, you know, sell off pieces of the deadline. So uh if they if they really want to make the push, if they really think that this core can uh can still do it, and I think that there is a lot of talent with this core still. Uh, they absolutely have to compliment it this offseason. Otherwise, this team is going to look, uh, you know, next offseason it's going to look different. Uh, but, oh, yeah. but if they don't add pieces to uh, to be a winner this year, uh, it's going to be completely different uh, next offseason, Un- unrecognizably different next offseason. Yep. So we'll I'm with you, brother. Goes. We'll um, see how it goes. So so far, I mean, we talked about uh, Castillo, he declined his player option, not a surprise to the Orioles. Also declined the options you mentioned on uh, J.J. Hardy. So he's 35. He gets a $2 million buyout. Uh, was supposed to make uh, $14 million if they picked up that option. Um, they also declined the option on Wade Miley. Not, nothing too surprising uh, so far this season. Any any names that kind of stick out to you that you think we should keep an eye on? Guys you'd like to see? Uh, it's still very, very early. Yeah, I mean, it's you're, early. You're I haven't... Free winter meetings, you know?
1: I won't say players, per se. I'll say things what they need to work on. I still think they need to go out and actually get a real corner outfielder, regardless of if he plays every day. They need some, they need some speed year every year. Every year we do, <laughs> since the lunchbox hero was diving in outfields and not getting RBIs. Um, I, I would kill for some speed. I know that's a weird concept in Baltimore, but it wouldn't be wouldn't be the worst idea to get some guys on base and, and work our way around a little bit. Um, I... I think that the bullpen, as much as everybody jocks the bullpen and it's great, I still have questions in that bullpen for me. Me too. There's just too many guys that think they're a closer in a way sometimes. Like I want Givens to be a closer, but at this point, Zach's going into the final year of his deal. You're going to ride or die with him this offseason, I think. So hopefully he'll have a much better year coming back from whatever it is that he had issues with. Um, I think Brock is kind of – hit or miss, I mean, Brock can look so damn dominant, it could be a close for somebody, and then just gets used too much. Oh Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to say. Work yeah. Workload, I think, is huge for this bullpen, right? This bullpen can look stellar if they don't get, uh, you know, torn apart by the starting rotation. So that's that's really, uh, again, more emphasis on why adding good starting pitching is, is just
1: incredibly important this offseason. Yep. Especially it'll help bridge the gap for some of these guys. I don't want to see Tanner Scott this year, right? I yeah. mean, I'd love to see it. It would be great. I'd rather not. I'd rather have him stay down there and dominate at lower levels, get himself some confidence, and then bring him up when it, when you need to bring him up, as opposed to when the Orioles, old Orioles way used to be, at least when I got here. These guys would have to come up and pitch before they were ready. Then these guys are ended up going through the meat grinder of, of a season, and then they're not, you know, it's, it, you have to be special, to be brought up that quickly, and look at even Kevin Gossman. As much as we think Kevin Gossman is great, he's great here, but he's not. St- he's a three or a four on, right. on other on other teams. But we look at it because he's the only other guy, and he throws hard, and he was drafted high. So we, right. you know, and he even had some time in the majors. I don't want to see Tanner Scott. I don't even want to see Chris Lee. You know what I mean? Like let's let these guys develop a little bit more. And I know that there's not the time with this this window closing, but damn, can we ever let guys develop and then have these kind of kind of you know, outings where you bring a guy up in you know early June because somebody goes in the DL and they come out and they flourish and you know then you bring them back down and you know what I mean. It's Just kind of, but we do, but these days you can't do that now. I mean, it's such a win man, uh, win first, win now mentality, especially with the expiring contracts. Not only again, not only with the players, but the manager and the general manager. Right.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that's you know that's why I think a lot of people are looking ahead and, and thinking. Um, that the next off season really the exciting one, but but you know, this off season really lays the groundwork for the future of the Orioles, you know, and yes. the direction that they go in, whether they continue to compete or or have to look to break up this team and and break things apart. So. Yep. Uh, it's it's really important. It's really important for them to not play the wait-and-see game that they usually play um, during the offseason. That, that's that been the method that they've gone with. And and look, in fairness, I mean, at, at times that has worked. Other times, like last year, it, it didn't work. But uh, we know the holes, everybody knows the holes, and knows the ways that uh, that the Orioles need to improve to get back to being the team that they were. Um, but they, they've they've got to spend, and they've got to you know negotiate, and they've they've got to be right in the thick of things, um, and really have a different approach than than they've had over the last. <laughs> Uh, I
1: don't know how long. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you're you talking about a a owner and you know and a franchise that basically has done the same exact thing. Right. And I've been here since 2000. I haven't really changed anything, whether I've been in that building or outside of the building covering it with you. It's it's the same thing. Repeat, right. rinse, repeat, whatever it is. So what makes me think differently is is it the urgency? Is it the fact that all these uh, expiring contracts are coming up? Do they think they care, or does Mr. Angelos and company up there in the fourth floor decide? This is how we do it. This is where we're going to go. Hopefully, Buck can win us five to seven sometimes eight games a year and hopefully right. we're in the wild card mix or are we going to take a step forward and, and do something drastic i don't right. t- anticipate drastic i don't know um i still I am either, surprised that they need the, that
0: urgency you know? they, they <laughs> yes i'm gonna
1: we'll figure it out so other teams are going to start making moves here and the orioles like you said are some that like to wait to see what people do and then react and sometimes it's worked i think more often than not it doesn't so we'll have the whole offseason talk about that zach indeed. Which is good to know
0: indeed well jabby burns
1: it has been great. We should oh, do this again it's good soon. good to get back. Yeah, we should talk more often. I enjoy this. That sounds
0: good. Well, I'm not going anywhere for a little while. Okay, so.
1: Yeah, it's good. And <laughs> you're all moved in, and everything is good, and uh, my schedule's starting to coincide with yours as well, so we'll get uh, we'll get going here. We'll get our caps, get some caps stock co- going on here, because we obviously don't need to talk about the Ravens this year. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not, it's not going to happen. Ah, uh, my Titans. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Bernard Pollard's doing all the talking. Uh, oh, yes. First. Get on over there
1: to support Google. Go Get on to the Baltimore Sports Report on Facebook. Take yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, come join us. Facebook.com slash groups slash Baltimore Sports Report. Join the group. Join the conversation. Um, chime in. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Yes, sir. Uh, what else you got going on, Jab? What should we no. tell the folks about?
1: Same thing. Uh, just... Working hard, go Calvert. Um, baseball, baseball, baseball for us, and then uh, holidays coming up here. Everybody coming this way this year for Thanksgiving, so we'll have the whole Diego crew our way. Sweet, um, and I'll be going to see our buddy Nate Joe Walter get married at the end of the month. So That's that should awesome, be interesting, and maybe I'll chew Buck's ear off at the uh, <laughs> during the, like the daughter da- daughter <laughs> uh, dad dance or something. Do so, I'll figure something out. So, you know, I will be. I'll be reporting and having a good time.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Jabby Burns. Well, it is always good talking to you, my friend. You too, pal. For Jab, I am Zach. Thank you so much for listening to Baltimore Sports today. Enjoy your Tuesday. We'll talk to you again soon.